The text for the sermon this day is taken from Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 20. It says, The creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption of sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what we, he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. This is the text. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, this morning, in case you don't know, I'm a pro wrestling fan. If you go into my office, you can see my WWE title belts up on the shelves. And so, because I'm a pro wrestling fan, Facebook likes to advertise pro wrestling type things. And so this morning, there was a documentary that showed up, popped up on my feed. And so I clicked on it and I wanted to watch it. And what this documentary was about was the episode of WWF SmackDown on September 13th, 2001. And the reason why they had a documentary for it is because it was the first widespread public event since the attacks on the World Trade Center two days earlier. And so as I was watching this documentary, I begin to ponder that question from the song of Alan Jackson. Where were you when the world stopped turning? And I remember where I was. I'm sure, well, if you were, some of you were not alive, so you have a really easy to remember where you were or weren't. But I remember where I was. Because I graduated from high school in May of 2001. And so I was in my first semester at Des Moines Area Community College in Ankeny. And I only had classes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It was a Tuesday. So I had no class that morning. So I finished eating my uh, shredded wheat bowl of cereal, because we always have that at my house. And and I turned on the, so I turned on the TV, and for those of you who are older, you might remember when it came to like video game systems or VCRs, you always had to plug it into channel 3. And so, in Des Moines, channel 3 is CNN. And so I turned it on, and I saw CNN, I saw the news, something was going on in, in New York. I thought nothing of it, because there was a big trial going on at that time. And so I'm like, ah, whatever. So I turned it off and I started playing my Madden, my Madden game on my PlayStation. And so I was playing as the Vikings trying to win a Super Bowl since that never happens in real life. 
And I turned it off, and that's when I saw what was going on. I saw that smoke billowing out of that building, and I remember the uncertainty, the fear of what was going on. And I remember, and as the planes hit the Pentagon, the plane that crashed in Pennsylvania, there was that fear of what, whether it was going to hit another place. I remember them talking about it downtown Des Moines, evacuating, evacuating all the tall, the the skyscrapers because they were they don't know if they're going to hit another city. And so I remember that day when the world stopped turning. I remember when our church that night we had an impromptu um, prayer service, which by the way that's pretty impressive to arrange because back then social media didn't exist yet, and we, our church wasn't even. I mean, internet wasn't even at the point where every church had their website. And so we basically had to do it by word of mouth and using the news or whatever to get the word out. We were having this special service. So it's St. Paul Lutheran in Ankeny. Do you, does anybody remember? Was there one here? I don't know. But, but we had a prayer service. And then I remember the next day, me and my friend Matt... Uh, me and Matt were really good friends since elementary. We lined up at Sec Taylor Stadium, Principal Park, where the Cubs play, and we were lining up to get miniature American flags. It's kind of interesting to think about that. 20 years ago, cars were lining up to get miniature American flags, and possibly tomorrow there's going to be some people that are going to probably take a knee during the flag. Just a little... Not to go there, but it's a thought. But then I think about that and about the other moments in history where the world stopped turning. I think of April 20th, 1999, when I was at, I was at home and I was working on my homework in front of the TV because that's what I did. I did. My dad hated it, but I need noise. That's why if you even come into my office, I tend to have something going on somewhere on the screen because otherwise I start to fall asleep. And so that's why I have, I have to have background noise. And so, but I was sitting there working on my homework and I saw the news that there was a mass shooting at Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado. And I remember the fears that could happen at our school. And then I think about the day the story that my mom used to always tell me of how she was, she, when she was at Mini, Mini Point Scout Camp up in northern Minnesota, and she was in, in the downstairs in the kitchen when they came down and told everybody to turn on the TV because Kent, President Kennedy had been assassinated. I think of a few weeks ago when we had that, there's that special service over in Smithland for the soldier whose body was identified. And so you can't help but think of that day that lives in infamy, December 7th, 1941, which by the way, we're coming up on 80 years since Pearl Harbor. I was thinking about March of last year, of 2020, 
I remember sitting in the, in the youth room and talking about, are we going to have, is, is everything going to get canceled because of COVID? And we were all debating and discussing, what, is there going to be prom and all that stuff? And before the night was out, we were already talking about not having church. This is all these things where the world stops turning. And then I think about, but see, you think all these dates, and I'm giving specific dates, because there was a date that is April 3rd, 33 AD, where the teacher was telling his disciples that he was having a very unusual meal that evening. He told them that the bread is his body, the wine is his blood, given to them for the forgiveness of sins. And he told them that one of them is going to betray him. And he went to the Garden of Gethsemane and he prayed, just like he normally had done. And they watched him as he was in agony, as he was sweating like great drops of blood. <coughs> just so you know, when I cough, it's not COVID. I just have a really bad cold that doesn't want to go away. So don't worry, I got tested. But they see him praying in agony. And in a little bit, his prediction became true. Judas, their close friend, came and they kissed Jesus. He kissed Jesus not to show him as a friend, not to show him as any type of affection, but to betray him, to hand him over to people who were intent on killing Jesus. And Peter, he pulled out his sword to fight back. He sliced off the ear of Malchus. And what does Jesus do? He tells Peter to put his sword away. And he heals Malchus' ear. And Jesus goes away willingly. And he is beaten. He is mocked. He is humiliated. He is spat upon. There are so many false accusations being shouted at him. And he doesn't say a word. They eventually beat him to a pulp. Pontius Pilate insisted on his freedom and nobody would listen. And he was forced to carry that piece of wood down the streets of Jerusalem to that hill outside of Jerusalem called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. And there he had the nails driven into his hands and into his feet. Just like many, like thousands and thousands of others had done before him. And he hung there and he died in agony. The one who Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, was dead on that cross. The sun turned black. The earth shook. Sounds like the world stopping turning. Do you ever think about what that Saturday was like? If you've ever had a really bad day, the day after, you're going through your mind everything that has happened. 
You go through your mind, you think, imagine Peter must be thinking about how he denied that he even knew who Jesus was three times. You could imagine them wondering, how did we not see that Judas was a traitor? You could imagine them wondering about how did they abandon him? These are disciples. The word disciple literally means follower. And they did the exact opposite of follow and fled. And they, they got to be thinking about everything that Jesus said. And they confessed that he was a Christ. And they can't help but wonder, did they miss something? Sunday morning, they would learn, reminded, yes, they missed something. Because on Sunday morning, they came to the tomb. They saw it was empty. So this is April 5th, 33 AD, outside of Jerusalem. And so I keep giving you these dates and these locations because this event is as historical as Pearl Harbor, as historical as the Kennedy assassination, as historical as Columbine, as historical as 9-11, as historical as COVID. And I know we could get into conspiracy debate, but it's as historical as the shutdown. We'll go with that part, far. So on April 5th, they came thinking the body was stolen. It's not until they, he showed up to Mary Magdalene and said, Mary. And she heard his voice and she knew it was her teacher. And she jumped up and said, Rabbi. And she grabbed on, almost as if she never wanted to let go. Why? Because the world began to turn. That because she knew death had been defeated. Sin had been defeated. The devil had been defeated, even though that their world had stopped. All of creation rejoiced in the hope because now the world truly will turn for eternity in him. And so that, that blessing, it would come so April, so I'm going to go to another date. August 12th of 1982. In Christ, at Christ Lutheran Church in Wolf Lake, Minnesota. That hope came to me. When I was brought to the baptismal font. So yes, tomorrow is my baptismal birthday. I've been trying to get our kids to know it, so I should know it myself. So... September 12th, the pastor said, it was, I'm trying to think of who the pastor was. Pastor, I think it was Bramite? It starts with a B. Anyways, um, said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And on that day, the blessing of forgiveness, the blessing of life was given to me. And I'm going to tell you that from that day, I still sin. Did you know that? I didn't get baptized. I'm like, I'm a perfect person from day on. No. I still kept on sinning. 
And so you have your own date that you, the grace of God came to you. And so one day, in May of 1997, at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Ankeny, I confirmed the faith that was received in baptism. And from that day, from that day and many Sundays on, I would receive the very body, the very body that was raised from the tomb on April 5th of 33 AD, that was crucified on April 3rd of 33 AD, the very body of him was given me in the bread. The very blood of him was given in the wine for the forgiveness of sins. And so it is for you every single time you receive his supper. Because even though when I talk about these big things where the world stopped turning, there are also moments where every single one of us, our individual world stopped turning. In the last two months, we've had eight funerals in this congregation. Eight times that a family, friends, their world stopped turning. That moment when you get the news that you have cancer, your world stopped turning. That moment when that crush you have said no, your world stopped turning. Any relationship ends, your world stops turning. And so, as the world always is grinding and halting, our God gives us this place. Because all these things, it's effect of the sinful nature that is in us. We live in a sinful, fallen world, and so the world is going to always seem to stop turning. And so that's why he keeps calling us again and again and again to hope. To receive his word. To be called to memory our baptism. To receive his supper. To taste it. To receive salvation. To receive him who conquered death. So that no matter how much the world seems to stop, we know in the end, he brings salvation. He gives us strength to walk through this because we know that no matter how bad it will get, the ending will always be the same. We will rise to victory in him and the world will turn forevermore. No hunger, no thirst, no disease, no terrorist acts, all gone. The world has stopped many times, but Christ, the light of the world, keeps shining. And so, as we look at that, the light of the world, the hope of the world, one of the things that I did last week, we didn't do this for you guys last week, but one of the things I did for the, the Sunday service is at the end of the service, I'm going to give everyone a card. And it's a little card, and your job is to give it to someone who needs to come to church, who has not been here for 
whether it be a few weeks because they've been gone for the summer, they've been gone because of COVID, they've been gone for several years, or maybe they've never been to a church before. Your job, you are the beacon of light. You are the one who carries hope to someone. Raise your hand if you could think of at least one person in your life. You could give that to. So pray about it. Pray for them. And give it to them. Did you know that they actually say, here's a fun little study. 83% of people, if they were invited to church, would go. But most people are never invited. And that's, you are the beacon. Draw them to hope. To hear the word receive the supper because it's Lord's Supper next week to see hope to know that the world will never stop turning as long as we are in him in Jesus name Amen the grace, peace and mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ keep you in the one true faith the life everlasting Amen